Welcome to F1 or F Off, your audio pit stop for F1 news, interviews, and race reviews. I'm your host, Gabe. Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm Idris. Hey, Idris. How was your holiday weekend? Oh, it was fantastic. I was really hoping to have some time to watch uh, the Indy 500, but unfortunately, I did not. Yeah, same, same. But I'm at least going to watch those extended highlights and then, Mm -hmm. you know, probably try to get peacock later so i can actually yeah. watch this season because i definitely want to start watching that i mean if i'm going to go to the race this year i want to kind of be caught up on it yeah which reminds me did you um do you have your tickets for uh, mid ohio did you have you purchased do, those or i do not i have not yeah. yet purchased those um i think right now i'm trying to figure out if i'm going to do the entire weekend or just show up on quality and race day making me a cash or i guess a a nerd right no dweeb uh, a, a dweeb a dweeb casual <laughs> a dweeb casual yeah yeah well because yeah. i because i'd like to buy i was going to buy mine but i didn't mm-hmm. want to do that if you weren't were not going to end up going yeah um you know because it would just be better for us to go together if we were going to go absolutely um, and uh i mean hopefully hopefully plane flights will not be uh skyrocketing in price but i say that and i can, I can just feel the numbers <laughs> going up as you can as feel the plane starts to fill do you feel Delta Airlines just looking at you and thinking like, hmm, waiting on Gabe's arrival? And then you have Spirit over in the corner going, come fly with us. <laughs> You'll be safe. <laughs> we promise. <laughs> don't, don't worry if your back ages 20 years in one flight. <laughs> <laughs> you want to recline like, an inch? No. <laughs> New Spirit Airlines, lower prices, but no seats are standing. <laughs> Oh, that, you know, you joke about that, but there are airplane patents and designs out there. I know, and, and I it is—they're wicked. They're wicked, man. I could see if it's like—I I mean, not with an airplane. No, no way at all. You should always be sitting. I could see if it's like I don't know, like a train ride that's like five minutes. You know, <laughs> it kind of, kind of like that. You, you remember at Cedar Point how they have like the trolley system that kind of gets you from one side of the park to the other side of the park? Yeah, but it's yeah, only those, like, like maybe aluminum like, baskets that are yeah, like, up in the air, held <laughs> yeah, up by like yeah. shoestring. That, that are across. that's definitely an osha violation but that's a whole nother episode <laughs> if um, you move too quickly it's just you could tip the whole thing over it's terrifying <laughs> yeah so it, i mean i could see it being on something like that where it's more of a novelty type of ride not like an actual real form of transportation you know yeah Doesn't well make i any saw sense. they do that with bus stops now and it's supposed to be um anti um anti-homeless bus stops oh yeah yeah they yeah. they just yeah, have yeah, a little yeah. lean thing and the thing that sucks is those aren't even comfortable like yeah. it's not even it's not even you know it, you're solving one problem that you're this perceived problem this perceived problem by exactly. getting rid of a comfort like something just basic like i mean come on it's just a bench what we need is more comfortable flights not more people on an airplane yeah um and that's the thing it's like it's not going to make it cheaper because they'll tell you, oh, it's it'll make it cheaper. No, because so many <laughs> we know that corporations do not follow. You know, they will use economic stuff as an excuse to raise prices, but they'll just raise prices anyway because they want to. Yeah, you know what I mean. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's just like, why would this company charge this much and this company charge this much when they both have to pay the same amount for fuel? It's not like you know Delta gets a cheaper rate on fuel than Spirit does. It's like no, like the fuel cost is what the fuel cost is. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, fixed, it's a weird yeah. justification that they have is like, well, you know, rising fuel costs. It's like no. <laughs> is that um, your oil baron voice? <laughs> it's no. It, well, it's my. It's one of my many. Um, these are people are idiots voices. Yeah. 
And yeah, usually it's like, it's like this. Mm. Yeah. Um, mm. Yes, yeah, my no. aunt. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just whatever pet voice sounds the most pathetic yeah. at the moment in my brain, that's what I use. Speaking, speaking of yachts, okay, this is an aside, because now we're kind of going down this whole like subreddit anti-work kind of mantra and ethos. Um, I, I frequent that subreddit a lot. It's mm. very fascinating. Um, lots of good takes. But... Anyways, um, why since we're talking about yachts, right? That reminded me of Jeff Bezos, um, because he had that he has that like mega crazy super yacht that requires a yacht to you you have to get on a yacht to get to his mega super yacht, right? It's ridiculous. <laughs> um, <laughs> we we heard you like cars, dog, so we put a car within your car. Oh my god! But but okay, the reason I bring it up is because like I have a Pixel, right? And Google will give you like news updates, like they call them like news cards or something, right? Yeah. And why did I get a news card for Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez are engaged? What? I don't care. <laughs> like, it was so weird. <laughs> like of all the things I searched, right? And what's wild is that it curates that and tailors that to whatever you typically Google, right? So I'm usually Googling like F1 stuff or video game stuff or Star Wars stuff, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. And somehow I get Jeff Bezos and his girlfriend getting engaged. It, it was just weird. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I'll how, tell how you. come it didn't give me any information about the whole Leclerc Norris beef over the weekend? That's what I really <laughs> wanted. Uh, two things. One, capitalism. Two, for some reason, everybody has forgotten one of the uh, Ten Commandments, which is thou shall not covet thy neighbor's goods, which mm. I think is a dumb one in any way, because as George Carlin <laughs> points out, um, <laughs> coveting your neighbor's goods is what keeps the economy going. Um, you know? <laughs> but that's the thing. It's just that's like, point. that's all it is. It's just, here, look at these rich people. Don't you want to be like them? Remember, mm. this guy's super rich, and oh, yeah. like you, you should be rich too. Buy things. Like, it's mm-hmm. just, that's all it is. I mean, like, it's one thing if you if you're like here's a rich celebrity who happens to be an actor it's like well okay Mm -hmm. yeah they do movies and you know this person's a musician like jeff bezos is a man who just has money and just owns a uh, expensive company and that's his uh that's what he does yeah he doesn't contribute really much of anything apart from just you know having a company that people use and getting a ton of money and being known for having a ton of money but that's the thing like yeah having super yeah it's like having money makes you famous which is like ridiculous like it just we we worship money in this country to a degree yeah. that's very gross and uh this that's is, all it is this is a very apt discussion given the fact that we're about to review monaco <laughs> yeah 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 just yeah just to remind if you've lasted this long one we appreciate it two it's it's sort of relevant because yes there were many 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 super yachts yeah um at monaco and they all blare their horn for max verstappen yeah. um yeah. Orange crypto. Um, did you see one of those? They did. Um, so like one thing, one aspect of this race this weekend is they had a helicopter flying around and like drones. Mm-hmm. And so they had a bunch of like new shots of the track, which. Yeah. Here's the thing. I, I kind of I like it and I don't. Um, I like it because some, there are a lot of really beautiful shots that I saw that I'm like, ooh, mm-hmm. that's really pretty. But then I also don't because I never realized how many swimming pools exist around Monaco. And like, yeah, yeah. you know, just the it exposes more of just the decadence and excess that that city yeah. has. Sure. Um, oh, you mean also, the principality, right? Yes, yes. They also zoomed in on what some dude had a, you know, had his super yacht. He just had a Ferrari F40 just sitting in the just, front of his super oh yacht. Oh, my God. And I was oh just thinking goodness. like, okay. That's money. One, you have that car. Two, you paid to put it on your boat. And three, you like, I mean, I don't know. Does he live there? Is it like a stationary (laughs) yacht? Or did he travel with that yacht, with the car there, just to be like, 
it was literally a status symbol. It's like, yeah, that's man. that was just there to be like, hey, I own an F forty. That's it. Kind of made me feel kind of gross. The only word, like, yeah, yeah I was just like, that comes to mind. If I had a super yacht like that, I wouldn't put a forty F forty there. It should be like, here. Here's just an average Toyota Corolla. Why not? Or a Cybertruck. Oh God! <laughs> Have you seen the interiors of those? They're not good. Dude, it's like the most Spartan, weird, it, it, it looks and like And not Spartan a, in a good way. No, it looks like something that like somebody would drive around in a, uh, like a factory. Like it looked like what, like the interior of like a little cart around the factory to like grab the packages off the shelves. Like it just didn't, it wasn't anything. Yeah, it doesn't like, feel like Who wants this? Luxury. Do people want this? Crypto bros. I'll tell you what, you know what, you know what car looks really cyber and I, I think it looks really awesome is those mm. Hyundai um, Ions or Ionic, Ionic fives. Yeah. Those things look really cool, especially mm-hmm. the wheels. The wheels oh, yeah. are sweet. Yep. It l- literally looks, you add some like wires sticking out of the side and like some ex- excessive pipes and stuff. And that would, <laughs> that would fit right in cyberpunk 2077. Like, yeah. It was. I was. I was like, that thing's cool as hell. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah. Let's let's yeah. talk about the excesses of Monaco and just uh, Monaco, we'll, Monaco. Yeah. We'll talk about not only is was an excess of money and display of money, but it was also an excess of flirty kissing with all. Oh the yeah, just all, mwah, 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 all over the walls there. All right? those walls. They, <laughs> they loved making out with those Qatar Airlines walls. I'll tell you that much. And and you know there was one person in particular who just had the hots for the walls in Monaco. Mm. Your oh, boy yeah. Lance Stroll. Just... <laughs> I've been spinning, baby. <laughs> Trying to hold back this feeling. Yeah. Oof. Uh, yeah. He, as I, I posted on our social media, um, you could say that Lance Stroll was in his wall slut era. <laughs> was just, he touched those walls. He said, I think, about five times. It wasn't completely his fault yeah. when the rain hit, but even still. Like yeah. he was just, he just, ooh, he just could not help but just caress those walls. Tell us about Monaco, Idris. All right. Track, 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 track background. <laughs> That's going to be the new stinger. <laughs> All right. So, welcome to the Formula One Grand Prix de Monaco 2023, located in Monte Carlo in the Principality of Monaco. First race here was in 1929. Typically takes place during the afternoon. I think it's also most of the time it's it's pretty. The weather is not always nice for Monaco. No, no. I think um, so, I think didn't Martin Brundle say that most of the time like it'll rain after the race and like so yeah. all the crew is like packing up while it's I mean, like trickling down. It's a coastal. It's a coastal city, right? So yeah, like makes right, sense. Right off some mountains. Yeah. So yeah. that that's where that's where that stuff happens. Yeah. And right. fun fact, um, really quick, uh, that first race in 1929, mm-hmm. um, that was started by a rich cigarette manufacturer who just rallied a bunch of his rich friends together to make sure. an automotive race. And that's like, the, was the first Monaco race. My man. Rich boy center, central, you know, like, <laughs> I'm sure the guy with the F40 on his yacht probably would have been one of those dudes who's just like, yeah. all right, yes, bully. <laughs> all right. F1 driver here with the most wins, we have Mr. Ayrton Senna. Um, he had six wins at Monaco, um, and five of them were consecutive uh, between the years of 89, 1989, that is, and 1993. And a fun fact about this track, 161.88 miles. It's uh, there was a, I'm sorry, there's a 162-mile race, which is roughly 30 miles short of the FIA track minimum distance, and it has the slowest corner on the calendar, which is called the hairpin, which averages around 30 miles per hour with full steering lock and that's that one really nice shot that you always see whenever 
when they always focus on that shot anytime the race is going on you'll see them just come straight down towards you and then slow all the way down turn around right next to that apartment building so that's an iconic turn and that's where Lance had his first uh, makeout session with um, <laughs> a couple of the cars coming down there. I saw that. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He yeah. was just going, boop, 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 just yeah. like he like ricocheted between the wall and a couple of cars. And then he makes the turn and then he tries yeah. to force his way past uh, Logan Sargent. Mm-hmm. And then just like he like hits Logan Sargent because Logan yeah. Sargent makes the turn. I'm like, mm. dude, what are you doing? Like, wh- yeah, why would you even try that? Like, you know, it's Monaco. You can't yeah. just force your way across sometimes i feel like when i see lance stroll race he reminds me of every guy on forza who gets really frustrated that he's not winning and then so he tries to like he tries to like smack your car at the next turn and like hit you against the wall and then take off like i I swear like i i've seen this guy drive Mm -hmm. and i've forza all the time like it's just i don't understand like you you can't blame it on your brakes every time you know what i mean (laughs) it was my brakes man it was my brakes But yeah, before we get into the race, let's let's uh, give the folks our, our thoughts on quality. Um, anything you wanted to tell the people here, Gabe? Oh, um, well, it was a good qualifier. Yeah. I will say that it was very exciting, and that that's the thing I think I've I've said before that like if you're gonna watch Monaco, the casuals cannot just watch the race; they've got to watch know. the qualifier because that is arguably the more important session of the um, race. And just a just as an overall sort of um, comment on the qualifying for Monaco, mm-hmm. because it is as important as it is, I do think that it might be worth changing the formats slightly because once again i do not like this idea of putting drivers and cars at risk of damage for the sake of entertainment Mm -hmm. um because of the the qualifying can be just as exciting if we ran it like they do an indie car for the Mm -hmm. indy 500 where it's like every one driver goes out you know tries to do like a hot lap just do hot and laps, like, yeah. or, or a warm-up lap and a hot lap and then you send the next guy out warm lap hot lap and you just keep doing them one at a time and they get their chance to get around the track and they don't have to worry about like you know staying out of the way of another driver or anything like that um it would be so much better and i yeah. think it would give people a much much better chance of um you know actually getting in what they do and less likely that you're going to have a collision between two drivers um mm-hmm. Or have an instance where, which is what happened to Charles Leclerc, where he got a three grid spot penalty. Hundred percent. Oh my god! And it was he held up Norris in the tunnel. And it was like an open and shut case, dude. It, it wasn't even like, like oh maybe it happened, maybe it didn't. No, it was like, bro, he, he should not have been in the tunnel for that long. Like he I, should yeah. have, like even if he was on his cool down lap, he should have just sped up out of the tunnel, or you know, something. just to just to get out of the way for Norris because yeah, yeah. that was that was really unacceptable. Yeah. Um. Well, the big thing that happened in qualifying uh, right out the gate was Perez uh, hits the wall of turn Dude, one. Dude, um, man. And the, I mean, because he won. He last won last year. year. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then for him to just have such an awful showing this year in quality, I, man. What's showing? I, <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I can't wait for Drive to Survive season six where Will Buxton is like, <laughs> to go from winning Monaco the year prior to P20, it's going to look bad. I'm it's going to look huge. bad. Big, huge, huge, huge. I mean, and and now Christian has Danny Rick. He can potentially sick on him. You know, you know, like something like that. You know, yeah. I don't have a very good Will Buxton voice, but Monaco is a track where if you push the boundaries, then the boundaries push back. The ba- the boundaries push you back. <laughs> and uh, Perez, unfortunately, he found that. He found that at this race. And uh, yeah, it was a strong push. <laughs> uh, I I do love Will Buxton. I, yeah, I, yeah, no, he's the goat. 
Yeah, Paris hits that wall, which has some pretty big implications because not yeah, only is he in, unable to, uh, yeah, not only is he able unable to advance, but um, it guarantees another slot for the top three. Hundred um, percent. And you know, and I don't usually like to deal in absolutes or um, like assured things with Formula One because you never know what's going to happen. Also, only Sith do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it could have been possible that Paris just was not, wouldn't have been able to like put in a good lap, but you know, there's a high enough chance that he would have. Mm-hmm. So um, that was definitely a bit of a shakeup. Big time. But um, very welcome, honestly. Yeah. I'm, well, I mean, it welcome in a sense for our entertainment, but it is really disappointing for Paris. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah, for, it does suck. Know, um, yeah, just, just for his race. I mean, that was just the tip of the iceberg for him this weekend. Yeah. So the other, uh, the other kind of um, sort of disappointing thing, uh, you know, both Haas were out in Q1. They just were not performing. I mean, that was another sort of start of a very, 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 very poor weekend for them. Yeah. But I think what, what was really made this qualifier exciting, at least for me, was the fact that you could see the lap times increasing in real time as the track yeah. cooled down. It's because amazing. you were getting some drivers putting in some banger laps that you were not expecting. Like Yuki Sonoda had like a, you know, was top of the time sheets briefly there for a second because of a hot lap and uh, i mean sure yeah he's got he's a quick guy and he's got a quick car but a lot of that had to do with that track just evolving more and more and more as they as they kept progressing which you know you have a colder track right it's going to affect the tires more positively because they can you know maintain their heat it was getting later in the day and so there's sort of that evolution of that track sort of like going from a hotter temperature from the midday into a cooler a cool i think one. was like nicer on the tires the tires were able to maintain yeah, make, heat themselves regulate not yeah to, yeah <clears throat> that and also i mean they they had been rubbering the track at that point for so long right that there's a racing line that's getting right. burned into the into the track absolutely yeah, yeah. So that was really, really fun to watch. And I mean, just the the, go, the back and forth between um, Alonso and Verstappen um, oh, kind of trading back and forth. I mean, I was getting excited every time I saw Loved like it. a purple sector from Alonso. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go. And I was going like, over. Get over mm-hmm. the line. Get mm-hmm. over. And Absolutely. like that, the end of that qualifier was just shocking. I mean, like Alonso... He had purple sectors and a personal best in in he had purple sectors one two and then a personal best in three and he was like P one and I'm like yep you know and his team was cheering they were all excited you know and then Max comes around like, you know dude and like as you're saying this I was thinking of Thanos's line from I think it was Infinity War and uh, I think Thanos said <laughs> or someone said <laughs> run from it dread it but I still arrive you know mm-hmm. like it being max here right even though alonzo was just laying it down right throwing these crazy blows and haymakers just max thanos verstappen was like nope gonna well it's just crazy that just take what's mine he made up three tenths in the last sector insane like literally the last part of the last sector yeah because alonzo was on track to get to get pole before that yeah yeah, he he was he made up three tenths, which is like doesn't seem like a lot. It is a lot, yeah. and to make that up right in within like the last few corners, that's insane to me. Yeah, because bonkers. I was watching like he was behind. I mean, he was behind Alonso for like most of the track. Yeah, and it's like how in the world does that happen? I just yeah. I swear, like I know, like like everybody else, I think I just I want Red Bull to have been cheating this whole time. And I know, just because not it, be this oh. fast. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I get it's you. It's just it's just like it's just a you know and if you're yeah. a red bull fan it's amazing but if you're not it's oh just yeah it's like red a gut bull. punch yeah. every time and uh, I mean, you can see the disappointment on the um aston's face like the the team's face like it was just yeah. uh 
Oof, that was a that was a that was but, a blow, man. But man, let me just say kudos to Aston Martin, man. They have put together such a beast of a machine and in such a short amount of time, honestly, right? Yeah. Cuz yeah. think about it, the team was purchased by the consortium, um which Racing Point they were recruiting sponsors to get Aston Martin. They bring in, this is their third year as Aston Martin, right? So right. they're seeing a lot of success within a short amount of time. And mm-hmm. I think that speaks to the management and leadership of that company. So like hats yeah. off to Lawrence Roll. Like that win will come eventually. And the points it will, will, it will, will. begin trickling. Like it's, it's just a matter of time. And we know it's not going to be Lance. Um, <laughs> oh my God. I mean, seriously, dude, the guy has failed to get points in like three of the la- of the five uh, races that we've done this year. And then you have Alonzo, yeah. who's what done like three, 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 two. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's come been on, very consistent. Yeah. Speaking of which, let let's get to the race then, because this is where, like, as as we as we said, like something yeah. real quick. I wanted to say actually before we go into the race, I was gonna yeah. say during the free practices and stuff, um, we got a chance to see a lot of the under underskirts of the cars, right? Oh, we and did, yeah, yeah. That was awesome to see, right? Mm-hmm. You can see how some of the design philosophies are pretty similar, but between some of the teams, some like Red Bull have like a lot of depth to their under underbody. And it's interesting to see. I mean, honestly, like, there's not a whole lot of information you can eke out of it other than people are doing different things because it's not just about what the flow passages underneath the car look like. You know, you have to think about how that interacts with the aero and the structure of the actual vehicle itself, right? Along with the engine and like how much power that's producing for the overall system package. So, mm-hmm. um, really cool. I don't know if much is going to come out of that outside of just more like, uh, hmm, that's interesting. That's an interesting approach. And maybe, you know, when, um, when they were, of what it looks like for, their own package you know when they were hoisting the red bull up and out you had people like you know ferrari yeah, yeah. and like mercedes and the and like the watching the live feedback base like get a notebook get a notebook yeah pause it pause it like, you know um yeah because I, I looked at i they were they were zooming in on all the red bull uh mm-hmm. you know engineers and like they all had poker faces but i yeah. i almost wondered like i almost feel like a sort of sense of panic like oh no oh why did you stop no, no, oh, no, oh they'll, they'll no. see the thing they'll see the thing that's enabled us to and, it just, and just look like, underneath just, like an oompa loompa underneath who's like <laughs> <laughs> it just it's just printed out we're cheating um <laughs> Yeah, uh, under on the skid plate, you know. Yeah, oh. no, um, that was definitely interesting. I, I I think it's also crazy to me to see the cars like up in that. Like it made me nervous. Oh yeah, just like oh don't. Drop yeah, it. absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah. So um, the race, you know, stuff happened. It was very scrappy, um, mm-hmm. very flirty, as I said. Um, lots of kiss in the wall. I mean, we saw a, a little bit of it in qualifying. You know, signs broke his suspension, hitting the wall. Um, oh, that reminds me though, too, really quick. Norris being able to get out in qualifying for Q3, his engineers rebuilt his front left suspension in like it was something crazy. It was like normally like a 30 minute job, and they did it like half the time. It was crazy. So shout out to those guys. But yeah, the race, a lot of kissing the barriers, a lot of touching, a lot of bumping around. And what was very, 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 very interesting to me, and this is the point I wanted to bring up, mm-hmm. is that it is remarkable that there was this much body contact in this race between drivers and between cars and mm-hmm. like the wall and yet we did not get a safety car we yes. did not get anybody crash out yeah there wasn't any big accidents i mean there were you know parts being tossed around yeah uh, we eventually got one retirement which was stroll so 
<laughs> Magnuson. Oh yeah, yeah. K Mag did get out at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so. but yeah, overall, like for as scrappy as it was, it was not um, yeah. not a high attrition rate. Right. So maybe yeah. let's start at like the the beginning of the race. Just from the from jump, um, I think Alonso had the right strategy with trying to just take advantage and capitalize on Max's. Uh, he's been he hasn't been super good with the starts this season. I don't know what it is. No. Um, must be something with his clutch just being able to grab to grab onto his uh, transmission and mm. actually just get that power and energy transfer. Um, and apply it properly and evenly, but but he's yeah. just been a little a little off on that this season. So mm-hmm. um, Alonso tried to make a move on him, but wasn't able to get it off. But was able to cover off Ocon, who was starting P three behind him. Yeah. So that was really good to see. Um, yeah, I think the race was kind of developing pretty smoothly from the beginning. I, there were no major incidents or anything like that. I think it's when we got to the first hairpin that's when things kind of started going left. Um, Mm-hmm. Especially because I think it was Stroll, like like we said earlier, Stroll right into Sergeant, and it was <laughs> I love Sergeant's radio message. He was like, oh, "What the f, mate?" And it's good to see that he is picking up, like he's using um, like European and Australian slang, right, uh, mate? Yeah, um, pal. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, "Hey there, buddy, what you doing there?" <laughs> no, he's from he's from Miami, Florida, so that might right. be a whole different the subset of, of, yeah, of language right. and lexicon. Yeah. yeah, man, no, he totes like yeeted into me, legit. Um, <laughs> Hashtag crypto stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the advertisements that they put in the tunnel? No. What, so like what they, advertisements they, in the tunnel? Well, they had so like you know you have like the lights are shining on the tunnel. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they had a virtual. At like advertisement board, yeah, yeah, they they've been changing. doing that. Yeah. They were like color, we're trying to color the lights, like, but they weren't actually the weren't, lights weren't actually turning color. They were like digitally putting like color mm. over the light strips. It was okay. very off putting. I was like, <laughs> guys, just don't even bother, man. Just, just yeah. don't. Just, just save your I mean, advertisements for like outside. Like, I just, I don't like that this whole marketing thing of like we're just gonna find every available surface we can, no matter how stupid, in order to advertise, yeah. you know, Qatar Airways or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I just ugh, what the hell. Let, let, let me ask you, Gabe. Um, I mean, because the race was going, I think we had about forty laps or so, right, where yeah. it was just dry racing in the dry, right, and like, things were just kind of going on as as they typically yeah. do. Max and then you start, were kind of playing chicken a little bit. Yeah, 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 and then you start hearing like over the radio, like uh, we're expecting rain and x amount of time right and so you kind of start seeing the strategies kind of play out what did you think of the race at that point because it was like midway through when things started to kind of go in that direction um it piqued my interest because even though there's not action happening on t- on uh, there might not be too much action happening on track per se the storm is brewing literally and uh, metaphorically because you have in this interesting dynamic of drivers like some drivers are running hard tires right mm-hmm. higher tires yeah. are going to last about 50 or so laps into the race then you had guys that were on the medium tires the mediums were only supposed to go between like 30 to 35 to like 38 laps or something mm-hmm. and max kept complaining about his tires yeah um because he was on the mediums and alonzo was on the hards and the thing is is that they were this is where they were playing that game of chicken because they were banking they were hoping that one of two things is going to happen either you're going to get a safety car intervention or yeah. you're going to get the rain so um, safety car intervention would have given you a free pit stop, basically, um, and it would short everybody up together. So that would have made things more interesting. But also the rain, which you can see what happened with the rain, 
because Monaco is as short of a track as it is, and because passing is almost impossible, mm-hmm. um, not impossible, it's close, but it's not yeah. impossible. You can do it. Um, you can do it. Then it all just came down to track position being king. And so, you know, if you're going to get to like lap 38, and you're like, okay, I'm going to switch to hard tires, and you switch to hard tires, and then it rains, well, guess what? You got to do another pit stop, mm-hmm. which is exactly what happened to Alonso which was very disappointing because I was like, great, awesome. Like they, the rain came, they didn't pit yet. Like, let's see like how they're going to do switching tires. And they just threw Alonso on heart or mediums. Mm-hmm. But I, oh, I even no, think he, he requested like, that though, right? He was, um, because, I, don't, I don't remember because I, they were saying that he was questioning the strategy. Mm like after the race i don't know i don't know if that was a decision he was going to make i think everyone is blaming aston's strategy not alonzo mm. for making the call i think what was difficult was that you had rain just when the rain eventually did come right you had rain in just like two corners of the track right right but that water then began being carried around the track right and then it's fully opened up right yeah oh yeah so it's yeah. like when you're kind of in that in between it's like eh, if it's just one or two corners you can make right. do with it and just like you know tiptoe around there and then just go flat out the rest of, rest yeah. of the course so they had somebody somebody was out there on full wets and uh or they were out there on inters and they're just like oh like he's not going as fast as alonzo is and i think it may have even been stroll and i was just thinking were well, you really gonna just gauge strolls like lap time with that but yeah no they were they were like saying that the commentators were like i think this is the right strategy but then literally right after they said that the entire yeah. just the, the just heavens open opened and it was yeah. just, and so it was really yeah it was really unfortunate for alonzo i do genuinely think that he would have potentially been able to win that race had that not yeah. happened because he pitted uh i think he pitted did he pit first? Yeah, he pitted first because mm-hmm. we everyone was curious whether or not like they were like, oh, like what's Verstappen going to switch to? And he was like screaming enters. Yeah. And ultimately, that was the right call. Right. Um, I think that the at that point after that, I think, you know, they were just proceeding race as usual. I think that if Alonzo would have potentially been able to try and pose a, uh, a battle with Max if they had had a safety car intervention. But I don't know, man, like these cars somehow, for some reason, they, they were just made of like, you know, adamantium or something this weekend <laughs> because they were just hitting the walls and then not yeah. breaking. So shocking. Well, well, I mean, that that is true. And uh, this is actually one thing I wanted to go back to speak on. Um, back on lap 11 so while i think that claim is true for most of the drivers in their cars mm. on lap 11 your boy signs comes on the radio and he says about esteban ocon in front of him let's push him to use his tires and then proceeds to crash into ocon. <laughs> <laughs> if he won't use his tires i will and he just cuts him with his wing <laughs> and then his wing gets clipped and it's like yeah. okay and i i guess that's something we need to talk about right during a race when that happens I guess the FIA has said, if you can show that your car can maintain its structural integrity, right? It is okay if there's a bit of body work mm-hmm. like that's like dangling off or yeah, or if it comes off that, you know, you can still drive around, right? And yeah, sure, that's fine. But like if, I don't know, it's a little frustrating when drivers are driving around the track, right? And a piece of their work, a piece of their body work just comes flying off and then it damages or hurts another driver's race. Like that feels really sucky, right? Yeah. yeah. Like immediately after... It flew off it, immediately after the, I think it was the left, or I can't remember if it was left or the right side, front, like the front end, the end plate on his front wing flew off. Mm-hmm. Lewis comes, like, just smashes over it. And I think mm-hmm. who, I think Leclerc behind him that managed to, like, narrowly avoid it. Yeah. That kind of sucks. I know that's part of racing, too, but um, I know the commentators on the Sky Sports stream were talking about whether or not he would get, get a flag for 
just driving a dangerous vehicle on the on the track. Yeah. So, well, what was amazing was apparently there was a big enough gap between Sergeant and uh, Max at the end of the train that they were able to run out and grab the pieces and get off the track before, just, like yeah. it was like forty three seconds or yeah. something. It yeah. was like almost an entire lap. I would agree. I mean, it's the sort of risk you take with this sort of racing that like, you know, your actions and things that happen to you could overtly affect somebody else's race, whether it be damaging their vehicle, messing up their lap time, screwing their qualifying time. And I think that there has to be a balance between just going racing, but also making it fair and kind of negating risk. And I think that Monaco is a very special a case where I do believe that the Monaco qualifying format should be slightly different mm-hmm. because of the nature of that track being as narrow and as small i almost feel like all street circuits should have a different qualifying format where they just do like what they do with indy where it's like you just send somebody yeah. out warm up lap um hot lap and then there you go you know what i mean absolutely um, I, yeah, I do not want to see um, debris um and track yeah, like positions ruining someone's race. somebody's race yeah, yeah that, that, that doesn't feel right yeah not at all Yeah, I don't know if many people noticed, but Crofty was coming in hot with the jokes <laughs> during the recording of, <laughs> of the Monaco race. So he said, this was the line he used. He said, was Haas right in thinking that Sargent was holding up Hulkenberg to help his teammate Albon in P20? We'll see if their Haas assumptions are right. That was on lap 20. <laughs> I'm I'm like 100% certain he's that's what he said. It could have just been me like making it up, but... I don't know. He's been known to do things like that. Where he'll, They've been he'll having make puns. fun. They've yeah. been having fun recently with all the yeah. commentary, and I'm I'm yeah. here for it. I mean, just yeah. make it silly. Have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just uh, I don't. Uh, you know, there has to be a, a balance between sort of seriousness without being stuffy, and then just mm-hmm. having fun with it. I mean, this is like it's entertainment. Like people forget. Like this is entertainment. This is what this is. Absolutely. Um, now, should we be putting people in danger for entertainment? No, but if Crossley wants to throw some puns out there, I'm not 100%. <laughs> you know, he's got to pick his moments, though. Yeah. Know? Well, it is now time for our Podium Vibes. So, uh, Idris, do you want me to go first? Do you want me to give you my vibes? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, after this weekend, I can confirm I am still a Monaco ho. Um, (laughs) I I was contemplating whether I should call myself a Monaco bro, but I also don't like being referred to as a bro. I like ho a little bit better. You know, Mm. I'm a slut for the principality. Um, (laughs) So here's here's my and well and here's my hot slutty takes on this. This race was not boring. If you say it's boring, I mean, you're entitled to your opinion, and that's fine. But I do not agree with you. Mm. I don't think this was boring. I think we, I think Miami was way more boring than this was. <laughs> way more boring. Even with uh, LL Cool J doing the intros. Um, <laughs> he battled for the championship last year. He battled for year. the championship last year. <laughs> Charles Leclerc. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, it was not boring because... Uh, For a couple of things. One, like I've always said, Monaco visually is wonderful to watch. Um, You have a great sense of speed. I mean, like the round that hairpin, the the hairpin turner, they're going they're going 30 miles an hour. Yeah. I mean, that hairpin turn is not like a long. No, that's turn. That's a that's a tight corner. 
Super you know, tight. that's almost like a roundabout. It's like a roundabout for a uh, for like a person's driveway. Like imagine going like 30 miles an hour like around like a corner in a parking lot. Like, you know, it's like that. That's not, you know, super slow. Yeah. So I think um, they tried some new aerial footage and pictures like with the helicopter camera and i think that some of those are great they did get rid of the one shot that i really miss and that is there's a there was a fixed camera that was at the first chicane um in the swimming pool section and the cars go like they like dart really fast across Mm -hmm. it and they kind of took that out but you know i'm not going to be i'm not too mad with it i think that this race i think it shows a couple of things it proves that Monaco still deserves to be on the calendar. I don't think it's a race that needs to be removed for any reason. Because like we said yeah. before, you don't remember every basketball game. And so why should Formula One be held to such a different standard than like, you know, like an NBA sports event? You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like sometimes you yeah. just have races that happen. And like yeah. I said, I don't think this was boring. Um, especially once the uh, rain, the threat of rain started coming around mm-hmm. um, because that instantly shook things up a bit. And I don't want people to rely on the rain as being a reason to watch a race. You know, I think that between the strategy and the tire management and just watching the cars like scrap for positions like there were there were definitely several moves on track that were there were passes being done that were really good moves that i was seeing from drivers and uh, i i do think that they put up a fight and i think that it was a it was an entertaining race weekend despite the fact that you know max just continued to extend his lead and and real quick though before i give it hand it over to you there's one more point i want to i want to hammer home here i am still frustrated every time i hear people say well looks like the championship's over for perez and like well it looks like max has this sewn up i'm like okay (laughs) max is has 144 points perez has 103 i think like 108 or something like that first place finish is what 25 points 25 points yeah so it is not out of the realm of possibility that in the next two races, Max has DNFs. That's true. It is not impossible. Yeah. To think that it's impossible, it's it just like you're, you're preemptively making everybody bored mm-hmm. right out the gate. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? And I'm that with frustrates you. me. It's I'm like with you so much, yeah. Th- this sport is the most unpredictable thing ever. I mean, you look at the just look at this 2007 season. Everybody mm. the entire season was just like, oh, Lewis or, or Alonzo are going to win it. And then whew, here comes Kimi Raikkonen just <laughs> swoops in and takes it because they were yeah. fighting so much. Yeah. Like, you do not know what's going to happen. Like you could, you, if you just assume that Max is going to win it every time, then you're just going to make everybody less interested. You do not yeah. know. Yeah, it's I'm, possible. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you, man. I'm. Well, anytime there's a Formula One racing event on the calendar on the telly, I'm watching it. You know, I don't even even if even if there is a strong showing from Red Bull, that's fine. Like I'm still enjoying the race, right? Like we talked about this a little bit with our last episode of you know when will the races would be interesting again? I think it's all about what is it about the race in general that you find interesting do you want to see different race winners all the time because yeah maybe this won't be as interesting of a season like people are just guessing that right Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of other elements that you can really like hone in on and focus on that make it a really really fun event to to watch so i'm with you there yeah i mean part of me almost wonders like you know the people do that you know they have fantasy football Mm -hmm. Uh, i think they have an f equivalent for that for f1 and I almost feel like that could be interesting for people because it's like if all of a sudden it would force you to care about some of those mid level battles yeah 
I mean, and it's crazy to watch these guys fighting so hard for like a non-points finish. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it's because it's part of the sport. It's what it is, you know? So it's like you just, you have to find the moments where they're there. And I'm I'm telling you, they are there. Yeah. But this also this idea that just right off Sergio Perez now as like, well, no way he's going to win. It's just like, you don't know that. Yeah. There could be, Red Bull could be, could have some mechanical issue that comes up that their car's that you know that max's car blows up that they don't they didn't anticipate you know what i mean maybe one of the back markers takes out max on a turn you know maybe max makes a mistake and crashes into the wall and like you know uh you know halfway through the race like it's not impossible it is possible you just have to just expect the unexpected you know yeah. that's the best way to watch this sport is expect that something crazy is going to happen um, because then what it is, you, you just turn into that meme with Leonardo DiCaprio with the beer and you're pointing at the TV. It's just like, you know, it, it can happen. So anyway, what were your, what are your podium vibes? All right. So my vibe check for this race, um, excellent race to watch. I thoroughly enjoyed this Monaco GP and I'm going to go out and say that I think this is my favorite Monaco race that I've seen in the last few seasons. Ooh. Um, yeah, no, this was really, really fun. I, I can't remember another Monaco race, like that really stands out to me maybe when because nico nico's win was pretty good danny ricardo's win was good but also nico rosberg's win um because he beat lewis at monaco in 2016 right i think so yeah yeah that was a good race too so Mm -hmm. this this was good like i i think what i enjoyed about this was just like the element of like you don't know you don't know what's gonna happen you don't know what's gonna happen right like the fact that alonzo was like staying with max the entire time there was that hope that oh man he's gonna he's gonna get him down he's gonna reel him in and something catastrophic could happen to Max just like what Gabe was saying here right like you kind of expect the unexpected right but yeah excellent I really loved it I thought it was really really fun a race to watch um, I had a <laughs> jokingly I think the FIA should like totally just buy some rain machines similar to what they do on movie sets <laughs> in Hollywood and just have just water just dumped on random segments of the track because. I think the water actually, the rain and the standing water did add an element of strategy here and just a new variable to the race format that kind of added some new interesting elements. You know, if the FIA is not going to ever take seriously the fact of introducing a joker lap, they really need to think about some other things to do here. Maybe like what we've been saying, we've been saying this for a long time. You need to introduce like hot lap shootouts for quality because that's probably the best way to get something that's more interesting as far as a race is concerned, right? Um, Monaco would be a great place. Any kind of street circuit would be a great place to do that. Um, I think what was also great about the rain is that it forced drivers to slow down and it forced, it's the great equalizer, right? It's all about technicality at that point. And everyone had to go into the braking zones like from way further back. So you have longer braking zones which means there's a higher potential for more overtaking, which we saw a lot more of after the rain had started falling, right? And everyone was on the enters. Um, So that was great to see. Hot prediction, maybe my hot take of this episode. And I think most people kind of feel like this at this point. So maybe it's not as hot of a take. Maybe it's more of a mid, maybe, uh, I guess, uh, 60 degree room temp take. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Alonzo, he's going to get a win this season. I don't know if it's going to be Max just like bidding it and, and Alonzo picking that up, which is a possibility. I would like to see it more so based on Alonzo Merritt completely just like holding off Max for the entire race, like, you know, taking taking over the Minister of Defense mantle from Sergio and just like mm-hmm. putting his car where it needs to be to stop Max from advancing. I, I'm here for it. Can't wait to see that. 
Oh, Alonzo is the yeah. security council of F1. <laughs> he's a UN security council. I mean, council. he's been doing that for years. <laughs> like they're they're like he held off Vettel at Silverstone once yeah. in his Ferrari, and it was crazy. He made like Vettel cry in the car. I swear to God, it was just like his Vettel was just like, oh, he needs to get out of the way. He can't be doing this. And like Alonzo's just like, nope, nope, nope. God. You're faster. Nope, nope. Yep. It was incredible. He's telling um, Mr. Costa from Hey Arnold. <laughs> hey Arnold. Hey, hey Arnold. <laughs> Uh, uh, why no? Why did he can't let me go past on the racetrack? It's not fair. Are <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, you giving the money? Um. So there's a couple more hot takes here. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, yeah, this is my favorite Monaco race that I think I've ever seen. But as far as Mercedes is concerned, oh yeah, yeah we yeah, don't yeah, have. Yeah. Yeah, we don't have enough data from just this one race. We need to see, um, I think, more more power tracks. So maybe like Canada, that will kind of give more us some data. Flow. Yeah, more airflow. We need to see what how it performs at a place like that. Imola would have been a really good place to test it yeah. uh, based on how that track is laid out. But unfortunately, we're going to need a few more races before we know whether or not the added side pods to the Mercedes body works. So. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Yeah. Um, I guess some some two uh, some two cheeky ones that I have here. Mm-hmm. We need more banter on Twitter and Instagram between Leclerc and Norris. That was great to see. Like, did you did you see their post? No, 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 no. What <laughs> so so because of the whole Leclerc Norris incident, right? Norris, uh, <laughs> I think it was Instagram or Twitter, but Norris posted um, a a photo of Leclerc from back in his karting days where there was an incident that Leclerc was involved in back in his karting days, and he said, incident, or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. And so Norris just posts a screen cap of that on his Twitter when people were asking him about the incident that happened between both him and and Leclerc. And Leclerc uh, clapped back, I think, the following day, where it was just a pic of Norris back in his karting days, um, both of them being like, you know, super, super string being 11, 12-year-old looking boys. Mm -hmm. And... You know, just just using they're just going back and forth with each other's pictures on their Instagram accounts. It was really funny to see. That's fun. That's so fun. that there should be more of that. That that's good. Good banter. Also, McLaren they need to use the triple crown livery uh, more. I think just because it's it's first off it's clean like it looks so nice, but also they got they were P nine P ten for this race yep, right. They're both in the finish. Point. Yeah, that's you know, excellent. I feel that McLaren switching their livery it was more of like a lucky jersey situation for McLaren. Gotcha. Because I 100% agree with you. I think that livery looks really good. It's clean, man. So much better than their stock livery. I also saw that Williams is doing some special livery for... Ah, what race is it? Oh, Singapore. And they like were like having people vote for, you know, mm. their their choices. And there's like the la- I think it's like the last the second to last choice they have. It's the one that looks completely different from all the other ones that looks really good. And I'm like, oh yeah. And then I think Red Bull is doing another contest for Austin, which honestly, I saw some of the other Miami liveries that they could have chosen, and they chose like the most middle of the road looking one possible. Mm. It was a little disappointing. So hopefully they'll have something a little more exciting looking in Austin. I honestly think the Haas just run an American flag card. Just do that. (laughs) You know, just have fun with it. I definitely agree with uh, both of those things. I'm really excited to see Mercedes perform better 
um, with the bigger side pods, we will know the next race is in Spain, in Barcelona. So that's a pretty big track that's got a long straightaway. Um, and I think they got rid of the last chicane. Now it's just a straight curve. So mm. they're going to be carrying a lot more speed into that straightaway. Yeah. So if any place is going to have the Mercedes side pod change um, be a benefit, I think that's what it's going to be. So. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm really yeah, looking I'm forward excited. to it. I'm definitely excited to see it. Okay, everybody. Thanks for listening to F1 or F Off. Uh, you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you want to hit us up, uh, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at F1 or F Off. Uh, you can also email us at F1 or F Off podcast at gmail.com. Um, we are working on currently actually switching over to YouTube as well. So that is um, something to see eventually. Um, you know, just trying our best to make. You know, make, make the us content as available accessible to you guys. Yeah. as possible. Yeah, I know there's a lot of I know a lot of people who uh, they absorb more of their content on YouTube than they do anything mm-hmm. else. So um, it would definitely be uh, be good. And then you know, I don't. Know, hopefully, we'll be able to get to a point where we can actually have video podcasts at some point. Um, could be kind of fun. But um, but yeah, uh, give us a five star review uh, whenever you listen to your podcast. It really helps us out, especially if it's genuine, because we think we're five star men. And I think we are. <laughs> so we deserve that five stars if you could give that to us that would be we'd be internally grateful for you and also be sure to share it to your family and friends because even though they may or may not listen to, to the podcast that they know about it they are more than likely knowing somebody else who will probably know it or know somebody who also likes it and we want to cater to everybody and anybody out there who wants to listen absolutely so yep awesome Thanks, everybody. Peace, y'all. Bye-bye.